This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Last week, we profiled a family displaced by a landslide back in 2018. Today, my guest says these landslides do not necessarily have to hit families unaware. Hello there. This is your weekly Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mo. Now, for every problem, there exists a solution. And someone somewhere is trying to find that solution. But before I invite my guest today, just a reminder that this episode is part of an ongoing mental health and climate impact series. This series has been made possible by a grant from the International Women's Media Foundation's Howard G. Buffet Fund for Women Journalists. Michael Ngoke, a GIS expert from the Regional Center for Mapping of Resources for Development, based here in Nairobi, developed a landslide monitoring tool that tells us where a landslide is likely to happen. The landslide tool factors in the economic losses emanating from the agricultural, industrial, and infrastructure losses and human impacts, among many other impacts. The essence, Michael says, was to ensure that policymakers monitor and have enough information to build after a landslide. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. But first, who is Michael? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, my name is uh, Michael Ngugi Kimani. I work with the Regional Center for Mapping of uh, Resources for Development. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an intergovernmental institution uh, that is based in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm -hmm. And uh, our main work is you know, on, on provision of uh, geoinformation services using a technology called uh, Geographical Information System, popularly known as uh, GIS. And basically what it, uh, it entails is just uh, mapping uh, of uh, resources uh, from natural resources to environmental resources and, and so on. Okay. So specifically, uh, the research that I was doing, I was not doing it in the capacity of uh, the regional center. Mm -hmm. I was actually doing it as, as my thesis uh, research, where I was a master's student at uh, Strathmore University. Mm -hmm. And uh, it involved coming up with a tool for monitoring uh, landslides mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Moranga County. Moranga mm -hmm. County is one of the counties uh, in the central province. Mm -hmm. And uh, the purpose here is uh, not to really, um, is not to really create like um, uh, like an alert system of, uh, of landslides, mm -hmm. but to really show what is really happening in case, for example, disaster response uh, units uh, want to coordinate uh, issues to do with the landslides, mm -hmm. where would they get uh, particular information in terms of where has the landslide occurred, uh, which roads can be used to pass, what infrastructure has been destroyed, uh, in case it is rebuilding things like houses, how many how many houses needs to be rebuilt, and so on. Mm -hmm. So that is really what my research was all about. Mm -hmm. the, the, the main goal is really to also analyze and combine different data sets uh, using maps so that people can uh, visually see uh, what is happening uh, on the ground, especially on even the landslides that, that have occurred. Because mm -hmm. you'll find in most cases that uh, if a place has, a, has, has suffered a landslide, in most cases it will experience another landslide uh, if something has not yet been done. So that is something that uh, is very clear even when uh, you look at the products that uh, we created. 
uh, this research. Is the tool in place right now? Is it still in the status of just within the research status? Yeah, the tool is uh, just within the status of our research because it's still work in progress. Uh -huh. uh, but the purpose of the tool is not for it just to remain in research, but it can be utilized or uh, a part of it can be utilized to inform uh, decision makers. Uh -huh. And uh, it has about um, three, three components that uh, can be used. One of the components is to give uh, an indicator, an indicator of really what is the demographic uh, data uh, that is uh, coming from Muranga in terms of the population based on the various age groups uh, desegregated by the, 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 the genders, uh, uh, the, the gender for male and female, mm -hmm. uh, the total population, the available households, uh, the population density, the markets that are available, uh, the house ownership, uh, people who are requiring support in terms of uh, persons with disabilities, street persons, uh, a number of hospitals that are there, a uh, number of landslides that are uh, that have been reported, number of health facilities. So that is the first part. The first part is to really give uh, a good indicator of uh, what Moranga County has, mm -hmm. and this information has been acquired from the from the National Bureau of Statistics, mm -hmm. and uh, that is the first part. Then the second part, there is a dashboard which gives you a good indicator of uh, how, how the landslides have been occurring for the last three years. That is uh, actually from 2017, 2018, and 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, although the data is not yet uh, full, but it can give you an indicator of uh, how many deaths uh, have been reported, how many tea bushes have been destroyed. We know Moranga County is one of the counties that is very, very strong when it comes to agricultural mm -hmm. activities, mm -hmm. especially tea farming. Then uh, the number of domestic animals that have died, uh, the number of households that have been affected. These are people who have uh, lost houses and uh, in some cases they have lost uh, even property. Mm. And then um, this information is arranged by sub-counties. We, we have various sub-counties in, uh, in Moranga. So you can easily be able to, to tell, like uh, during this research, based on the data that I had, I could tell Kangema sub-county uh, was the area which had a lot of uh, landslides uh, uh, occurring. And, um, and and using this information, you can easily be able to tell which area is really susceptible uh, for landslide anytime there is a heavy downpour. So that is the second. The third part, uh, this, one is, uh, this one targets uh, people who want to do a little bit of analysis uh, of the data. Like for example, you might want to know uh, when a landslide hits maybe uh, a specific sublocation or a specific village, you'd want to know which uh, villages have been affected, which uh, infrastructure has been affected in, in terms of uh, which schools have been affected, both primary and high schools, uh, which health facilities are near in case you want to take the affected people to, to the hospital. You'd want to know which roads have been affected, which ones uh, can be used for, 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 for traveling and so on. Uh, the tea factories that have been affected, uh, the tea buying centers, these are the places where collection of tea happens from the farmers. So this one requires a little bit of uh, a bit of analysis and uh, somebody can uh, use this information to do a little bit of uh, interaction with the, with the tool itself. So those are the three levels of the tool all right. So what I'm getting is that this tool is supposed to actually record and, and monitor landslides event, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. How would this particular tool work to do that? Um, the way we envision this tool to work is mm -hmm. uh, if a landslide has occurred, uh, somebody who has been designated to feed the entry to the system or to the tool 
would uh, capture this information mm -hmm. like for example where the landslide has occurred uh, in terms of uh, the exact location mm -hmm. so this location is, uh, is is captured in terms of the geographical coordinates mm -hmm. so once it is captured once this information is captured uh, information about like for example uh, the number of deaths that have been reported the extent in which that landslide went if it's maybe one kilometer or two kilometer that can also be recorded mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, there is also other secondary information that uh, this the tool has to make it easy for somebody to analyze mm -hmm. uh, like we already have uh, a geographical base map uh, a base map is a satellite imagery of, mm -hmm. uh, of uh, Muranga County yeah. so that uh, someone does not need to somebody does not need to buy a satellite image already the tool has uh, it's making use of uh, the available satellite images like for example google maps and uh, open street map mm -hmm. where this information can uh, be captured mm -hmm. uh, we do also have um, the other base maps where you can even extract information uh, from the map itself because we do know that um, when the landslide uh, occurs it mm -hmm. occurs in um, in, in areas that are very remote, um, some of them are not even mapped in the in the in the Google Maps and uh, the base maps that we do have. So, person who is now entering this information can be can 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 be able to even edit the the, the base maps that are available mm -hmm. and uh, pinpoint where this particular uh, where this particular uh, landslide has uh, has occurred. So, so we would have like somebody in the office who is uh, entering this information, or uh, they can use it. They can even use their form. There's uh, somebody can enter this information in a form, mm -hmm. or rather in a form, mm -hmm. and uh, somebody, of course, has to be on the ground also to confirm indeed that uh, the landslide has occurred, and uh, they can take some photos here and there just to just to attach uh, proof that uh, this is what is happening. One of the things that I found is that communities are always hit by a landslide, and then they are told to actually move to a higher ground when already disaster has actually happened. But then, can we use this monitoring tool to make sure that we can be able to record and say, in this particular season or after this particular number of days or after a whole month of raining, this area will actually be hit, is, is, is on 80% chance that it will be hit by a landslide. And then um, policymakers can take this information and be preventive, act before a landslide hits a community. Uh, that that part of the of of uh, sending alerts and uh, and uh, giving uh, like a preventive uh, uh, indicator that a landslide is about to occur mm -hmm. is not uh, is not incorporated in the tool. Mm -hmm. And the reason is uh, already there is uh, there are people who have already done research. They have actually come up with algorithms and formulas in which they can predict when uh, a landslide is occurring. Mm -hmm. I think when I was doing my research, I based my research on uh, a gentleman who did some research at uh, the university from the university of Nairobi, mm -hmm. where they had come up with a formula by looking at the slope of an area, by looking at the geology, uh, these are the rocks and soil, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the amount of rainfall that uh, an area receives, mm -hmm. then uh, he could easily be able to predict um, where this particular landslide uh, uh, can occur. Mm -hmm. So I think this is something that can be integrated with that kind of a research because already that information is already there. Uh, we already, in fact, there are already maps that have already been done showing these are the areas which are most uh, vulnerable when it comes to landslides. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, so what I was focusing on or uh, what I was looking at is sometimes when a landslide has occurred, people don't know 
actually what's happening there. They know that just is a landslide that has occurred. Uh, if maybe there is death that has been reported, maybe uh, it's captured in the news. But we do know that the damage is more than that in terms of infrastructure, in terms of uh, how does uh, the community rebuild and, and, and things like that. So I wanted to like, bring out that particular element so that uh, we look at, if you're looking like, for example, uh, in, uh, I noted that uh, in 2017, we had about uh, 247 houses were destroyed. Mm -hmm. So when you look at now, who who takes over that responsibility of uh, relocating these people? If it is a school that has been destroyed, how will it go back to its uh, normalcy? People are pro probably doing exams in that particular school. How will they be moved and so on? So it's taking the conversation a little bit further than, uh, yes, we have uh, the alert that can come, which is okay, and it's good that it can prevent people. But now when it strikes, when it strikes and people want to rebuild, which, how, how can, what information can they use to rebuild the, the community that has been affected? And, uh, and I think with this particular tool, it can be a good uh, place to know this is where the landslide has occurred. These are the people who are affected. These are the infrastructure that is down. How do we now... Uh, return some of this and uh, if for, for instance you are able to quantify what has been destroyed uh, the county government can be able now to come up with even a budget of uh, how much would they need to um, to allocate for this mm -hmm. and uh, just to also take the conversation a little bit further mm -hmm. uh, you'll find that uh, countries in Asia they usually get a lot of landslides, uh, a lot of natural disasters, things like tsunamis and so on. It's usually a guarantee that they will always, it will always happen. But yeah. now what uh, they put in place is now measures in which the country or a specific mm -hmm. region and uh, they have information that uh, they have collected in terms of uh, in terms of administrative data, in terms of infrastructure data, soil data, agricultural data, things that in case that uh, tsunami or uh, a landslide has occurred, what information would they use to rebuild that uh, place to its original uh, original uh, form, if if not uh, if not on? So that's uh, what I was also trying to look at. In case people would want, like the Red Cross has moved there and they would want to, to know what is really the casualty that we are looking at. Where are these houses that have been destroyed? Then they can use this particular tool to, 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 to get this information. Yeah. What kind of infrastructure would a county require or maybe an institution like Red Cross require if they are to use this particular um, tool to monitor landslides or other different natural disasters? It doesn't require a lot of, um, a lot of investment um, to, to run. Mm -hmm. It's actually running on the cloud. It's using uh, technologies that are not uh, very expensive to acquire. Mm -hmm. The county would definitely need to have uh, what you call a geographical information system uh, platform. These are, these are these that is GIS. Mm -hmm. So these are tools which will allow them to produce the maps that uh, they do require. Mm -hmm. uh, we do know that uh, not everything has been mapped. Uh, so a county would require to map some of the key infrastructure that uh, are coming up things like power plants that they have, maybe dams that they have, yeah. uh, the roads, information that you cannot find in the in Google map or in the normal base maps that are available, mm -hmm. then they can be able to map uh, this particular information. Mm -hmm. Then you would definitely need something called uh, a GPS. A GPS is a device which is used for collecting data. This is um, geographical coordinates yeah. and uh, it's useful uh, for people who maybe, for example, a landslide has occurred somebody can uh, be able to use this particular device to, to, to record uh, that particular landslide. 
And uh, in the absence of uh, GPS, you can even use a smartphone. Most of our smartphones usually have uh, a GPS uh, embedded in them. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, information that uh, somebody might want to have. And then maybe they would need to have somebody who has uh, a good understanding on, um, on the community. Like, uh, for instance, if uh, a landslide has occurred in a specific village, mm -hmm. would you give information about how many people were there, yeah. uh, what were they doing? This is information that you can get from the local chief. So mm -hmm. organizing a team of people who can uh, get this information from the chief or from government location officers, uh, it's something that uh, is critical because uh, it's not just about technology, it's mm -hmm. also about the uh, aspect of it to ensure that the data and the information has been validated also from the from the ground itself. Absolutely. When it comes to human resource um, infrastructure, do they need an expert in GIS or can a county train one and is it too expensive in terms of affording to train one? Um, I, th I think uh, the county would need to invest on uh, human resource uh, persons who have uh, a good understanding on GIS. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much. I think uh, these are costs that are taught by you know, most of the universities that we have in our country. Mm -hmm. So having like two, two or three GIS experts and having about maybe two ICT experts uh, on the ground, uh, this would help. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would definitely be shown how to come up with these particular maps how to how to update the the maps the how to update the maps how to provide information now in a way in which uh, the decision makers would be able to understand hmm. uh what the tool was was also trying to avoid was uh, if for example you go and give the decision makers a map showing where the landslides have occurred mm -hmm. uh yeah they will see and they will they will not um, they will see and they will organize it but if you provide for them a dashboard that gives them an indicator of how much uh, how much uh, how much uh, has the county lost in terms of money mm. if for example if it was a road that was being used to to to, to ferry milk or ferry the tea, the, the, the tea once it has been collected mm. uh if it is quantified and they are told we are not able to get milk uh, of uh, x amount to 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 this particular uh depot then uh, they can be able to see now these these are there's a big loss here that we are facing mm. if they are able to see the number of people who have been affected they don't have homes and they have relocated maybe to a church and uh, there is there are issues of uh, maybe uh, a disease outbreak because uh, people are congesting there and so on then they would now be able to see the problem in a bigger magnitude so to just take the conversation further it's not just to have the gis people but mm. also to have uh, people who can quantify economically or uh, in terms of infrastructure what has really been lost and that's why the the first part of the the, the, the tool is to really introduce the the, the person using it uh, to what really what is the infrastructure like in terms of the demography who owns what? Like you notice that uh, based on the house ownership in Moranga, mm. uh, individual houses they are about sixty-five thousand. Mm -hmm. uh, the rented houses they are about seventy-five thousand. When a disaster comes, it will affect both the rented houses and also the people who are uh, who are living in their houses uh, mm. individually. So, so these are these are important indicators when we are looking at uh, persons with disabilities. They are about fifty-one thousand. Mm -hmm. When a land and some of uh, the people with uh, disabilities are affected. So what would happen in case uh, you want to access uh, uh, these uh, important uh, people in the, in the society? So that is uh, to take the conversation a little bit beyond just the maps, mm. but also looking at the numbers and trying to understand what does it mean when we say uh, uh, 100,000 households have been affected? 
mm-hmm. it could be it could be some of them were, were, were school going kids and uh, they will not be able to do their exam you know things like that yeah because that means at the end of the day there need to be people who are able to interpret the data and make sense of the data to, to the policy makers to make sure at least it goes beyond just being data that will actually be stored in the shelf but data that can be worked on in terms of acting and in terms of uh, preventive measures and also in terms of moving forward right yeah yeah you also note that like for example one of the things that i included in the in the tool is uh, available markets mm-hmm. so you'll find that moranga has about 70 over 70 markets available mm-hmm. so in case for example a landslide has occurred and a certain market has been affected then uh, definitely the economic um, the economy the, the, the economy of that particular market and the people who rely on it and uh, they are dependent on it they mm-hmm. will be definitely be, be affected So this is information that can also be taken a little bit further to even know the markets that are available what is really their worth in terms of the people they support the, the amount it brings to the county in terms of uh, taxes and so on and uh, in terms of uh, the money that is exchanged in that particular market so if it can be quantified and included in the in the tool then um, it is something that uh, the the person who is looking at this information at a, at a, at a management or at a decision making point mm. they will be able to see now there is a need here to, to to pay a special attention to this issue of landslides absolutely and and let me ask you um, michael because i'm listening to you speak and i'm thinking one of the biggest challenge that exists especially not just only in 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 moranga county but uh, kenya in large and in many african countries is the access to data and you find in most cases um data is very fragmented like you find Kenya Met has a different data set and then you'll find the the natural disasters if they have data they have different data um every sector have diff- data that is within themselves that data that is actually not brought together i'm listening to you speak and i'm thinking this tool will require a lot of data how important is it that if a county is to take up or if an institution is to take up and even somebody else listening from a different country or they think wow um Rwanda we having a lot of landslides and probably we could actually use this particular t- tool how important is data for this tool to work yeah um the tool without data is as good as dead mm-hmm. and uh, i'm saying that is because the engine that drives the tool to work is data in itself mm-hmm. and uh, and data is a very huge component so much so that uh if we don't have it uh, uh in its wholesome or if you don't have it in an accurate way it might even be giving you misleading information yeah. so the, the the thing first is to ensure that uh, there is good reliable data source mm-hmm. and uh, in our case uh, i was looking at uh, various data sources mm-hmm. so one of the places where i was getting very good information get good, very good data is from the kenya bureau of statistics mm-hmm. we are lucky that uh, we did uh, our census uh, just uh, recently i think in 2019 and uh, this information they have already shared in their in their website so i was able to extract all this information from from that especially the demographic uh, data mm-hmm. uh, data from also the ministry of health in terms of the health facilities that are available the beds and so on this is information that uh, is also available it might not be in uh, complete but at least there's something that uh, is there then uh, information about uh, the persons living with disabilities data i got it from the national council for persons with disabilities yeah. so this is information that uh, was also important then we also now have the mapping data now the data that you would require to 
to show to show where the landslide has occurred mm-hmm. this one has to be captured on the ground okay. and i would say that uh, most of this is not uh, available mm-hmm. actually most of the data that is uh, collected or captured is the one which is reported in the medium mm-hmm. uh, like for example when a death has occurred uh maybe 10 people have been affected five five families have been affected mm-hmm. you'll find that this information is what uh, is recorded mostly but i would also want to say that uh, the kenya kenya meteorological department mm-hmm. because they have uh, officers uh, in, in moranga county mm-hmm. they usually collect this information in, uh, for people who have been affected the households that have been affected mm-hmm. and uh, who have this information mm-hmm. unfortunately this information is not uh, shared uh, publicly yeah. so you have to physically go to the offices and get this information mm. and uh, depending on, uh, on on whether the information is there or not you might get it sometimes sometimes you might not get it mm-hmm. so i wouldn't say the data is really really complete mm-hmm. uh, in some cases you might find that data is available in specific sub counties mm-hmm. and uh, in some some, some counties in uh, some other sub counties the data is not yet um, very much uh, available yeah. so one of the recommendations that uh, had even had indicated in my research is they really the need of um, collecting this particular data Mm-hmm. uh because without this particular data you will not know you will not know the extent in which uh, the the problem of landslide has occurred yeah. like based on the data that i had uh had indicated that kangema was uh, showing that it has a lot of landslide so you'd find that the person who is leading this particular uh, constituency mm-hmm. he would uh, have a better leverage in case he's uh, sourcing for money from the national government or from the county government mm-hmm. in terms of what should be invested uh, in the in, in his county more than maybe somebody else who comes from Kahuro or Kandara or Maragua and uh, the reason is because he has this data already available in Kangema if mm. he could have other sub counties also having this particular data then they would even have uh, a better case to argue in terms of uh, how much should be set aside when it mm. comes to uh, mitigating and addressing uh, this particular landslides mm. yeah um, so data is, uh, is very important Okay, absolutely. So any if anyone listening and uh, an institution or a county would want to invest or a country, then it's very vital to understand that they must also in, invest in terms of data collection on the ground. Exactly, exactly. And um, there are two things here. There's the technology part, which is mm-hmm. now the tool, which is mm-hmm. the engine, mm-hmm. but now there's data itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will give an example of, for example, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to go to town right now, you don't need to buy a satellite image to know which road to use uh, to avoid traffic you just need a good phone a smartphone you open it you check in the map and you are able to see oh this route has a traffic then i need to avoid and i need to go this particular route yeah. so the same case applies to this particular landslide there's the technological part which is the tool but now the data itself you need it for it for, for for the tool to give you reliable information yeah. and uh, in some cases you will find that you don't need to buy all data some of these data sets they are already available so it's just a matter of uh, maybe updating them or uh, just customizing them a little bit further to suit uh, Muranga county because you don't want to have a big data set that uh, is difficult to analyze and uh, and work with absolutely and let me ask you in terms of we talked so much about this tool and landslides but i'm sure there are um, other people who are listening to us in different other parts of africa that are listening and wondering um 
could we invest in this tool because our problem is not landslides but we, we would want to invest in a tool that we actually monitor other natural disasters like floods like uh you know different other uh, natural disasters can this tool be scaled up and can also can it be used to um to monitor other different kind of uh, natural disasters yeah in fact uh, the tool uh, as i had indicated earlier it's using uh, geographical information technology technology mm. that is gis mm. and uh, the, the tool can be used in any sector that uh, would want to map uh, natural resources or uh, disasters that uh, have occurred mm -hmm. like for example if we even want to map crime we want to map crime uh, based on a specific sub county based on the crime incidents that has been reported and uh, and where they are reported and where they have been occurring this tool can uh, can be used uh, in that mode mm -hmm. it can also be it can also be used to map and monitor how covid uh, is spreading uh, across the country mm -hmm. especially when we have uh, diseases outbreak uh, like for example malaria and, and so on mm -hmm. uh, this tool can be used it can have different endpoints in which uh, somebody can uh, use to, to to analyze whatever they need to analyze mm -hmm. but the bottom line is that uh, you need data uh, the tool in itself is is really a shell it's really a shell but uh, once you have data input uh, then you can be able to see the the, the, the significance of it and uh, you do not have to start with the whole county you can even start maybe with the area that is uh, prone to disasters like mm -hmm. you say let's first of all work with kangema uh, we see how is the information here you know in terms of for example the economic um, agricultural activities that are taking place there and uh, how much the farmers are getting uh this information can uh, can be mapped so that uh, everything that uh, the county is doing they can be able to see it in a, in, a, in one dashboard thank you so much michael your final word yeah my final word is that um thank you very much for having me mm -hmm. and uh, i do hope that um, one of the listeners who would want to engage uh, us uh, or me or myself in further uh, in in far in strengthening uh, this particular tool uh, would definitely uh, would want to utilize this uh, opportunity mm -hmm. to to do that mm -hmm. uh it was still a research and uh, we always say research is built on another research Absolutely. i built on what somebody else had done mm -hmm. and uh, i'm hoping that uh, in case somebody would want to take further this particular tool and do more analysis or even focus on a specific area uh, i would be glad to share this uh, this information and the data that uh, i have already compiled for for the betterment of uh, ensuring that um, this issue of landslide uh, is managed we cannot prevent slides uh, definitely uh, but what we can do we can always use this information to rebuild whenever a landslide has occurred and that is really the purpose of this tool looking at post uh, post landslide what happens where where would somebody get this particular information right. and uh, if somebody uh, can be able to utilize this information or take the information a little bit beyond uh, where it is then uh, I would be more than happy to assist in that. All right, Michael, thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate your time. You're taking your time to explain your work, what you're doing. And I, I hope that um, you will have people who would want to actually partner with you. And thank you so much for coming on board tonight. Thank you very much. All right. That was Michael Ngugi Kimani, a GIS expert from Nairobi, telling us about his research and landslide monitoring tool. Remember, this episode is part of the ongoing Mental Health and Climate Impact series. You can access other episodes and many more by visiting our website, www.africaclimateconversations.com or listen to us through Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcast or any other channel 
you access your podcasts from. You can also stay in touch. Tell us the conversations you'd want to listen to through writing to us through info at africaclimateconversations.com or follow us and leave us a message on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also subscribe to receive a weekly newsletter by hitting the subscribe button on our website. At Africa Climate Conversations Podcast, we are grateful to the International Women's Media Foundation's Howard G. Buffet Fund for Women Journalists, whose grant has made this series possible. Join me again next week on Tuesday. But until then, Kwaheri, my name is Sophie Bokwa. Inaindeshwa na Afriports.